0: Getting split Getting ready. Split Getting ready. split ready. Getting split ready. For my wife, God rest her soul. Oh God,
1: I'm so sorry. Oh,
0: no, no, no. She's not dead.
1: We're just divorced. Unscripted and honest discussions on divorce and separation.
2: Getting split ready. What was I supposed to tell him? I divorced you from the show?
1: Here's your hosts, Doug Katz
2: and Mariah Pleasant. Hello, it's Doug Katz and Mariah Pleasant um, with another episode of Split Ready. Tonight with us we have Patrick Markey of Patrick Law Office of Patrick Markey, Chicago Kent College of Law graduate, graduate of Minnesota, and selected as Super Lawyer in Super Lawyer Magazine for 2020. And Brian Wilson, graduate of DePaul University and University of Illinois, principal at Cogan Wilson, and we're going to talk a little bit about marriage story. Saw it on Netflix. I had to watch it because you wrote the article, but we're going to talk a little bit about marriage story and how that moves to collaborative or how it, how it justifies collaborative divorce. The difference between Hollywood portrayal of divorce and what you see in reality, talking a little bit about litigation, and then a little bit about the difference between separation and divorce. So, a marriage story, up for a
0: bunch of Academy Awards,
2: and a really pretty good
0: portrayal but tell me a little bit about your article. Yeah, uh, so I wrote a, a blog post for the Collaborative Law Institute of Illinois. Um, the title of it is that a marriage story is an advertisement for a collaborative for divorce, um, and I've been recommending the movie to anyone who I've consulted with. Oh, no! Move into the Michael. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, I thought I was off. Uh, I've been reckon- I, I I originally didn't want to see the movie. Um,
3: Why didn't you want to see it?
0: I didn't want you know, because I do divorce all day, every day, and it. I didn't want to use my free time to watch see another more one. divorce. Sure. But my wife happened to have it on Netflix, so I started watching it. The acting was really good. I decided, and I'm on the marketing committee of Collaborative Law Institute of Illinois. They said um, somebody should write a blog about it. I said, well, all right, I'll watch the movie. I'll write the blog. And I really enjoyed the movie, and I've been recommending people see it clients that I have uh, consultations because it does show you what a divorce can look like and it, and I thought it was very authentic mm-hmm. and pretty real as to what some people not everyone experience in a contested case
3: so I also watched it when uh we knew that we. I watched it first though you did told you, you it was beat awesome. me by a day um <laughs> I was wondering as I was watching it how hard it would be to watch while in the thick of it it's it's a really real and raw portrayal of a lot of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes
0: yeah and actually i i I recommended it to somebody who is starting a divorce and he started it and said i couldn't i just couldn't watch it was yeah too too close to the nerve for people going through it
2: so but as i was watching it because i was kind of watching it thinking about the article that you wrote can you talk a little bit about why, how that really, i say proofs out collaborative as a better approach than you might have seen in the movie?
0: Well, it it shows how nasty uh, a court battle can get. And it profiles three different types of lawyers. Now, there's a lot of different types of lawyers. Everybody's different. Everyone's an individual. Um, but uh, the first profile, it was the the attorney that husband first consulted with, didn't want to go with, who was just too aggressive, ended up hiring somebody else. But then when he got um, frustrated, he went back to that.
3: The Ray Liotta. The attorney, Ray Liotta yeah.
0: character, who was a slash and burn. You know, here's my hourly rate. Here's how much I cost. Is your wife an alcoholic? You know, what can we do to exploit her? What can we do to uh, get you what you want? And... Um, uh, you know, it's. And it, I think anyone who watched it would say, you know, I, I didn't, I don't want that person. He was exaggerating things. He was taking things out of context. He was blowing up things that even the the client didn't think was a big deal. All in the pursuit of winning. I mean, that lawyer, he wanted to win. And there was a second lawyer um, who was a little bit more collaborative in her pr- approach, but. Um, also, kind of a wolf in sleep's clothing. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted to win just as bad as he did. Um, and lawyers, uh, you know, that sometimes with litigation, it's the lawyer wanting to win rather than doing what's best for the client. You know, and
2: that's that's what I was going to say. I wanted your your thoughts, and and please chime in as well. I know that you had when we were in the green room, we were talking about some of the stuff, and you had some great points. But where the attorneys that were painted sort of in a, in a worse light were they said, I, I got this, you know, it was very much, they were identifying the settlement with themselves. And that made me think of Collaborative and, and you know, some of the discussions at some of the, the groups that I've been to, where they where they talk about not being about the I. So if you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah,
0: there's one line in the movie, it's at the very end, where Laura Dern, I think that's the person who mm-hmm. played the attorney, uh, the wife and husband had agreed to equal 50-50 time. And she says... I was able to get you another day. And the wife says, what? What are you talking about? I I wanted 50-50 time. And her comment was, I didn't want the husband to think that he had won.
3: Or to be able to go around town oh, yeah, gloating about it. Yeah, go around about town it. Mm-hmm.
0: about it. Because she, th- that lawyer saw the settlement as something that she got for her client. So even though a client wanted 50-50, the lawyer wanted her to have more you know, for her own ego.
1: I think that sometimes what people forget is that Like clients are supposed to control the process where it's collaborative, litigation, mediation, whatever it is. And so what gets lost is when like when clients let attorneys take control. We work for you. We're supposed to be helping you achieve your goals, not telling you what your goals are or telling you this is what we got you. It's supposed to be um, a process where you work together. But ultimately, if your client says, I want 50-50, then That's what they get. You're not supposed to go back and tell them that they deserve more. And I think a lot of people, when they're going through the process, forget that they're in control and they're supposed to be telling us what to do. Obviously, we give them advice, give them options, but they're the ones that are supposed to help drive the bus, not the attorneys.
3: I think it's a misconception overall of the divorce process and part of why we created Split Ready to give people some of that control back and educate them through the process because I think a lot of people go into it, I'm going to hire a lawyer and the lawyer is going to do this for me. They're going to fight for me. They're going to get the settlement for me. But if you're not clear on what you want that to be, sometimes by no fault of their own, the lawyer has to make their best guess and it may or may not be an actual reflection of what you want it to be. And lawyers do end up in cases that are ugly and they don't know if you are going to be one of those people or if you're going to be able to be more amicable unless you are actually able to articulate that to your attorney. So some of the the onus of responsibility falls on the client as well, I think.
0: Yeah, and the clients, they don't really know what they want sometimes. And what lawyers here and Brian will probably agree, they say, I want what I'm entitled to and I want what's fair. We hear that all the time. And that there's no answer to that question. There's a, mil- there's a million answers to what's fair. There's a million answers to what you might be entitled to. Um,
3: well, and fair can be very subjective. Yeah. Entitled to is maybe a little bit... Clearer, or easier to outline. It's island, less but clear. No, it? <laughs> it really is.
0: Nothing is really 100% clear in law. There's no clear cut anything.
3: And what feels fair to one person may not. So, yeah, it's very subjective. So, that's, I think, why we are big fans of doing some of that homework ahead of time, oh, hell, which yeah. the couple in this movie had done to some extent. They had come to a lot of areas of agreement until the train went off the tracks. and.
0: And that's, you know, collaborative, if I'm, you know, selling that right now, it's. The train does go off the tracks a lot to even the best people who have the best intentions. And it's a container that, you know, when you do go off the tracks, we keep you from hiring the custody expert, which is kind of a hilarious character in the movie. Both the husband and wife think this person's a complete dope Mm -hmm. and completely unnecessary, but yet they're paying this person to evaluate the case. Those things happen in litigation because they don't really know where else to go.
3: Agreed. The, the character portrayal of the custody evaluator was really funny, but not funny because it's a very important role that, um, is played. Did you think that, were there points in the movie where you wanted to just be like, oh my gosh, this could be so much handled, handled so much better than this? Cause that's what I kept doing. It was like, oh no, wait, stop. <laughs>
0: I did. It's a hard case. Anytime when you have a relocation or I want New York. So in the movie, one person wants to live in New York. One person lives in L.A. That's a hard case to settle.
1: Um, That's a case where someone actually loses. In most divorce cases, people don't win and lose. You're all within a range. But in a relocation case, somebody has to lose.
0: I think from... a money perspective i mean there, there were a lot of shots in the movie where he's writing che- big checks to the lawyer they probably spent a lot of money on that evaluation and in the end the evaluation probably probably played no role in their eventual settlement um i don't according to the movie it didn't and a lot of times in cases it, it doesn't um they figure it out
2: so again we keep talking how things go off the rails and you had a great point that in the beginning they. That- really thought things out. we're going to mediate we're gonna do all this great stuff and by the way they're spoilers we shouldn't have said which is it earlier they're spoilers <laughs> if Spoiler you haven't watched it yet Spoiler <laughs> they spoilers Ray Liotta's spoilers. in it um but how can people keep out the bad advice of going off the rail with something that was working for them
0: wait I don't understand that question so if
2: they were going down the collaborative route as an example or the mediated route Everyone else is telling them, "Here's what you're entitled to. Here's what's fair. You're doing. You're a sucker. You're going to do it that way." How can they stay on the track? What What advice can you give them?
0: Well, you know, it's it's kind of who you hire in evaluating that person, uh, and doing your own homework, finding out what collaborative is, finding the right person who actually does a lot of it, um, and isn't just doing it as like a marketing thing, um, and. Uh, uh, I. I know you can only do so much i mean you can only control you and um, if your ex-spouse is not going to do collaborative or not agree to mediation or wants to litigate with you you're going to have to deal with that but you can really only control you I,
1: i think as far as like keeping up and it's like it's trying to find out what your true goals are and like patrick said it's Finding an attorney that you you know you really connect with because frankly you know if this is a real estate transaction your real estate attorney is just gonna go over you know form documents whereas like as a divorce attorney we will know everything about you and your entire life mm-hmm. and be closer than some of your closest friends so like when people ask me when they're interviewing a few people how do I choose I always tell them whoever you feel most comfortable with who did you feel you connected most with in your conversation. Who do you feel is like aligned more with you and what you're trying to accomplish? A lot of times we joke, you you find your soulmate in your divorce attorney, right? Because you spend so much time and you talk about things that you may not even be comfortable talking to other people about, but it's better to tell them than for them to find out at a, an unexpected time. I also think it's important to like build a team. I know in collaborative, they do it a lot. Um, in mediation and litigation, you can do the same thing. It's a matter of finding resources that aren't your friends, right? That aren't just there to tell you the right thing, the thing you want to hear. It's finding your financial planner that can help you make great decisions. It's finding your mortgage brokers who can help you decide what's the right, you know, path to, you know, to the next purchase or refinance or whatever you might be doing. It's finding this team that can really help you build those goals and make sure that you're staying on the same page and that you're not just, you know, talking to your best friend who's going to support you no matter what you do and you're not you know, going down the the dark hole of Google by yourself. And so I think it's important to build those resources and to make sure you have them.
3: One of the things that I took away, it was a small piece of it, but there was a part in the middle of the movie, more spoilers, but where I was like, gosh, she's really changed her track. She's mad. Why is she so mad? And then she lets loose on the phone that she hacked his email, found out his affair. And I'm like, change your passwords people like come on because i think in most married couples most of us could probably hack each other i could hack my husband i could probably hack my mom if i wanted to change your passwords don't make this easy if this is the road that you're going down to make it go off the rails so drastically
0: well a lot of times they they got that information when things were supposedly good Mm -hmm. they saw the password on the phone that's all it takes it's not about really Logging into somebody's email. You need us to yeah, pass of no the hacking. phone. And you got it. Facebook, it's all right there. Um, and they, they do it when things are good, not when things are bad.
1: Well, we do ask a lot of times when we're doing our consultations and we're sending out retainers. Like, can anybody else read this email? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Does anybody else have your text? Like, do you back it up to a shared You know, folder somewhere just to make them start thinking about those things. But I agree with Patrick. A lot of time, the information, the cat's out of the bag already. And so, but like once the process is started, I agree. Like it is, it's simple steps to make things easier. Change your passwords. We
2: have some great checklists online, actually, because we have a, one of our certifications is Divorce Safety Pro. And there's a lot of stuff we espouse with that to keep ComSec, that we used to call it. (laughs)
3: And if you are thinking about divorce, please visit splitready.com and take our free assessment. You can come through your divorce with your finances, your integrity, and your sanity intact. Be informed, ask questions, and be split ready.